0: Today's show brought to you by Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. But well, maybe you prefer wine coolers, water, soft drinks, lots and lots and lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh out every day. Six great flavors of slushies, pickle bar led by the World famous barrels and dills, indeed second to none, all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury at the Beverage Supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play by play call of the day. Oh, I should have told you to stretch a little bit. Now I got to type it in. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 Terrific working with broadcast professionals. <laughs> it's a broadcast professional here in the seat. All right, here we go. Try it one more time. All right, why don't you just play back one of your best calls, and we'll go from there. <laughs> no, I actually did not do that. I thought about doing it as a joke, but you this is legitimate. <laughs> All right, here's the legit call, whatever that may be. Seven in the game. Wisconsin has to go the length of the floor. To Klesman with three, with two half-quarter for Klesman at the horn is no good. Purdue wins. Purdue 63, Wisconsin 61, and the Boilermakers survive in their final road game of the season. I think that's my buddy Rob Blackman on the Purdue Radio Network with that call. I was actually trying to find the, uh, the uh, Minnesota uh, game-winning shot, but I could not oh, find Mike. that one. Yeah, with Mike Grimm, yeah. I was not able J- to find Jameson that. Jameson Battle, Jameson Battle, that was a. You know, you know what? They, a little backstory on it, and I did mention this the other day. You'll notice when the Big Ten standings are finished on Sunday that Michigan State and Minnesota, for example, will play 19 games, not 20. And that's because the game that was scheduled to take place around the time of the shooting on campus, it had been initially postponed. And, of course, it takes, it takes a lot on the part of the conference to kind of find holes to make these things work. You know what the irony is? You know the hole they found to try and make it work? They asked Rutgers to play Minnesota on Tuesday night so Michigan State could play them on Thursday night. And Rutgers said no. Now, in the end, that benefited Minnesota because Minnesota, instead of being tired going into the Michigan State game or being tired going into the Rutgers game, actually had full rest going into the Rutgers game. They beat them. Just a little side note, no offense, but, and I said this before, and you know, we all know what Rutgers' financial situation is and and that they have borrowed from the conference uh, ahead of their uh, future earnings. You're telling the conference no? All right, okay. All right. But, yeah, they ended up losing last night. They got Northwestern, I believe, this weekend at the rack. Big Ten Wrestling Championships. Last year, of course, Michigan won. And then they went to the Nationals. And Penn State won the national title. So, here are the seedings. Gary Steen is number 10 at 125. He will open up in Ann Arbor tomorrow against number 7 Braxton Brown of Maryland. Maryland. At 133, Roman Bravo Young, number one, gets a first-round bye. He will get the winner of number eight, Brody Teske of Iowa, and number nine, Rayvon Foley of Michigan State. 141, Bo Bartley gets a bye. He's the number two seed. You will get the winner of number seven, Joe Olivieri of Rutgers, and Cole Matten of Michigan, who's number 10. 149, Shane Van S. He is seated number five. So he goes right away out of the gate. He will go against the number 12 seed, Jake Harrier of Illinois. 157, it'll be Levi Haynes. He is the number two seed at 157. So he will get a first round bye. He will get the winner of number seven, Michael Carr of Illinois, against number 10, Derek Gilcher of Indiana. 165, the redshirt freshman, Alex Facundo. He is the number four seed. So he has to wrestle right out of the gate. Stoney Buell of Purdue, the number 13 seed, will be his initial assignment. 174, Carter Storacci. Number one, obviously. So he will get the winner of the matchup between number nine, Max Mailer of Michigan, and number eight, Troy Fisher of Northwestern. 184. Of course, Aaron Brooks is number one. He will get the winner in the opening round of number nine, Dylan Connell. He's from Illinois, who will wrestle. It should be, it's number nine, Dylan Connell of Illinois Wrestling, number eight, Brian Saldano of Rutgers for the right to meet Aaron Brooks. 197. Let's give Max Dean a lot of credit. Had a little hiccup earlier in the season. Since then, been terrific. He's the number one seed at 197, the defending national champ. So he will get a first-round bye, and he will wrestle the winner of the matchup between number eight, Braxton Amos of Wisconsin, and number nine, Michael Foy of Minnesota. And then at 285, Greg Kirkfleet is the number two seed. Of course, number one is Mason Paris from Michigan. But as the number two seed, Greg Kirkfleet will get a first round bye. He will then wrestle the winner of number 10, Hayden Kopas of Purdue, and number 7, Tate Orndorf of Ohio State. So those are the matchups at the Big Ten Wrestling Championships in Ann Arbor for Penn State and what the respective seeding for each Nittany Lion happens to be. And of course, our thanks to Jeff Byers for joining us on the show yesterday to talk about that and more. Gave everybody a good opportunity to get a great preview from Jeff about where everybody stands in all of this. And you never take anything for granted in something like this. You you know, these guys each have to go out and they have to take care of each one one by one to get there. Kale is great at emphasizing that. Uh... The great coaches have the ability to convince athletes, and the athletes take a lot of credit for this too because they they embrace the philosophy of, okay, it's great what I just did. I have to be better the next time. In other words, you take nothing for granted at any point. That's been one of the hallmarks of Penn State wrestling. They take nothing for granted oh, I'm the national champ. I'm good. I should just be able to go out there and win another one. Nope. Whole new season. Some of the cast of characters might be the same. Some are going to be different. Some are going to be better. Some are going to be worse. i got to be better. And to the credit of Penn State Wrestling, they do that year in and year out. And next are the Big Ten championships, your chance to qualify for nationals. And here's the other element that is really interesting about Penn State wrestling. And I brought this up with Jeff yesterday. When you ever you see, we'll put this in a team context, an NBA playoff series, Stanley Cup playoff series, They always talk about the adjustments between games. And what's interesting is that people will, it's easy to sit there and talk about the team that lost and the adjustments they have to make. And it should be easier for the coach of said team to say, this is where we need to adjust. And everybody says, yeah, we just lost. We need to adjust. But the teams that win are also making adjustments. And what you have to overcome is, oh yeah, 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 you're right, yeah, yeah, but we're good, we'll beat them again. Well, same thing with this in wrestling. You, know, you may win the Big Ten championship, which guys like Brooks and, and uh, Brooks and and Starachi and so forth have all done before, and Roman Bravo Young, but they always seem to come back at the nationals, and they made that you know you know that little adjustment here or there because they aren't satisfied with what they did the first time even though they won that's what makes the program special and Cale has that ability to emphasize that and have them listen to it and they do it a lot of that's on the athlete and a part of it's on what Cale does in his philosophy so now I'll shift gears to basketball for a moment we'll shift back Because that philosophy comes into play on Sunday. When Penn State played Northwestern Wednesday night, the oddity of the schedule happened to be that it was the only meeting between the two this season, and it occurred on March 1st. Just like the oddity in the schedule is Penn State's opening game of the Big Ten was home with Michigan State, and that's the only time they played them. So that's the oddity of it. So you go all season... And you don't see a team. And I brought this up with Michael last night on the coaches' show. And people talk about, and justifiably, the nine turnovers Penn State had in the first 13 minutes of the game. Penn State's only averaging 8.6 turnovers a game. They had nine in the first 13 minutes. So they're above their average in 13 minutes of basketball. But Penn State only had four turnovers in the final 32 minutes. Because what happened was, because Penn State had not played them before, it is one thing to rack up a video and say, okay, this is what Chase Audige does. This is how they rotate their defense. This is how they do their coverages. And, of course, you go through and practice, and let's face it, you're at this time of the year, especially late, you're not going to be running these heavy-duty all-out sprint practices. I mean, you you know you do you know you you do a lot of heavy-duty and a lot of running, but you cut back on it. So you're watching video, you're doing mental reps, you're doing walk-throughs, but you can't duplicate the speed and length with which a team has. So Chase Audige might be the defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. Outstanding Northwestern guard. 6'4", length, quick, anticipation. It's one thing to see that on tape, and then you see it in person. And I was so much more impressed watching him in person, the way he played defense. Like, wow. Look at the speed, the quickness, the anticipation, the length. Cutting off passing lanes, wow. You could see it. Well, then, as the game went, Penn State then figured out ways to counter it, and they got used to the speed of the game. So now we go to Sunday. Maryland is a difficult matchup in many ways. Young is a terrific guard. Don Carey, the Jalen Pickett's old teammate at Siena, who had really been up and down all season, Shooting the ball a lot better now. Akeem Hart, everybody knows how much I like him. Dante Scott, everybody knows how much I like him. Reese, Julian Reese in the middle, one of the one of the five most improved players in the Big Ten this year. Boy, he's really become good. They don't really have a great bench. I mean, Martinez is good off the bench, but like their starting line is pretty good. Really good. And what they do is that in a 30 second possession, there are times they don't do this every time. But every once in a while, they'll, they'll have a possession defensively where they'll start out in full court. 10 seconds in, they'll then shift to a matchup zone. And then the final 10 seconds change to man to man. Now, they don't do that every possession, but once in a while, they'll do that. Well, if you haven't faced it before, because nobody else is doing that, you sit back and go, oh. Well, now they have faced it. Now there are some elements they feel they can use to counter it, because during the game they did counter it, because Penn State, which got off to such a poor start in that game, actually came back and had a couple of small leads and ended up dropping the game by six down there. Right. But now they've at least seen it. They know They see the speed of it. They see the concept of it. Micah now has okay, ways that he would like to beat it. We'll see if they execute it. I mean, you have to execute it, but at least you've seen it, and now you can practice against it, and the players understand the speed of it when they do practice. It does mean something. And another element, too, that is interesting about Maryland. It's just a statistical anomaly, but something to th- think about. Maryland gets 20% of its points on the free throw line. But you know what? At home, they average 21 free throw attempts a game. On the road, they average 12 Now, part of that is a product of them winning at home, so they're going to have some, maybe a few extra free throws. You know, not many, but a few extra free throws maybe down the stretch of a close game. But they haven't really had a lot of close games at home. Penn State's one of the closer games they had at home. They won by six because Maryland's won in five this season in games decided by five points or less. When they won, like when they beat Purdue, they won big. When they were at home. When they were at home, they won big. And when they played Northwestern last week, they won big. That was at home. Then they went on the road, they lost to Ohio State by eleven. So we'll see. It's a game Penn State if they want to go where they want, if Penn State wants to go to the four letter promised land they need to win on sunday it's that simple all right we'll take a break we'll come back more in a moment more ramblings from the mind of the suit i think that's what we'll call your segment ramblings from the mind of the suit we might be able to come up with some uh, really interesting music for that Patronage. Well, that's popper music that sets the show back. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Um, Alright, what's Love what's Afternoon going? Delight. Makes me think of Ron Burgundy. Oh, geez. He did. He, you know, when Will Farrell was here, he did the Ron Burgundy skip with uh, Derek Williams and Sean Lee. He had actually, he had actually called the football office and he wanted Joe to do it. And Joe was like, "I don't want to do that," <laughs> so he didn't. He's like, "I don't blame him." I don't see that happening. No, no. That, somebody said to me, "Do you think you'll do it?" And I said, "No, I don't think you'll do it." <laughs> I said, "But you can ask." I said, "But I don't think he will do it." Uh, so they they got Derek Williams and Sean Lee to do it With them So there you go See, Stuff maybe you didn't know I, I was actually looking for uh, oh, Some no. very special music That we had uh, years ago um, and, and I haven't been able to dig it up At this moment Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I might have just found it. feel like humming this magic moment. <laughs> uh, I found it. Story oh, time no. with Steve. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, after doing this a long time, I have a thousand of them. So <laughs> you feel like you have a thousand of them. Yikes! Um, uh, so, who's the who's the great driver in IndyCar this year, or are they? Or I, I don't. It's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. This weekend yeah. will go a long way in 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 watching some of the warm and and qualifying to see because you got a whole bunch of guys, including Alexander Rossi, changing teams. Uh, a lot of new, uh, a lot of young drivers now making their way up. I think this is an opportunity for Romain Grosjean to really shine. Oh, you're done? Okay. Thought uh, well, I-, I heard crickets there. Kind of zoned out there for a second. I have no doubt. <laughs> When's the Indy 500? May, Memorial Day weekend. They haven't moved That's it for 107 years. That's when I will um, tune in. That's true. <laughs> Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Earlier, we were talking about spring training and teams using their lineups. Like some days, it's a lineup to look at, get evaluations. Other days, it's okay. We have to put our, you know, our, our main guys in there, our starters. And the Phillies yesterday went with a, you know, group of minor leaguers and so forth. Maybe one or two guys that are in the starting lineup. Today, they had their starting lineup in there: Turner, Hoskins, Riomoto. All right, Castellanos. Right, they have those guys all in the lineup today. They lost six-three. Taiwan Walker was the starter. Lost uh, Eddie Rodriguez for Detroit. Won it so, and both teams won with their starters today for the most part. All right, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews. brews best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day, six great flavors of slushies, and the pickle bar, led by the Barrels and the Dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels, Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. There's nothing like the dynamic duo of two Kevins together. <laughs> it's really confusing, though, when we both talk, because nobody knows who they're talking to. No, nah, it's okay. I can yeah, I can figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure you could. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I think uh, I think your brother is, uh, I, I think he skipped this show today. No, some, sometimes he's driving home. Oh, I didn't think about that. All right. Uh, well, is he getting snow is... up there yet? I don't think he's getting snow in Connecticut yet, is he? No. No? I don't know. Because right now we are, and it snowed here longer than they said it was going to snow. It's still snowing here. Uh, it's supposed to snow here for a couple of hours, but it's been snowing here for about hmm, four hours. Uh, I don't know what it's like there up in the mountain. but uh, We've had a little bit of snow, but only for about the last hour or so. So okay. uh, it, it's not too bad. It, of course, you know, when you're up here on the hill, by the time you get to the bottom of the hill, the temperature's already changed three degrees, so who knows what it's going to be oh, wow. at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I mean, coming out of, coming out of Sunbury Broadcasting, mm-hmm. if it's snowing like this, I make a left. <laughs> i do well, I do not true. make a right. I do not go down that hill. I've done it for thirty years. I'm good. going down that hill when it's snowing out. Oh, yeah, I've come okay. up the hill, gone down the hill. Oh, going up the hill's no issue. Yeah. I'm talking about you know, I'm talking about coming down the hill. I didn't say I came straight down the hill. sometimes I came down sideways, but I did make it down. Oh, that's just so sad. As so long as you stop before you hit 11, and if you don't, you skid across 11. You just want to make sure you stop before you hit the other side of 11, because then you're wet. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and the other Kevin is here. Well, the, the more entertaining one.
1: Hi, hi. Uh, fun, is. Is I know exactly what you're talking about, because I was there. Yes, you what were. a hill.
0: Yes, you were.
1: But my little house here... I'm looking out the window now. We're at the bottom of a hill just like that. And when we bought the house, we got these eight by eight timber (laughs) fence across the front of our front yard. Somebody hit it. It's a steep hill. Hills are bad going down when it's icy. We're going to get half a foot tomorrow. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. We haven't gotten snow all year. And this week, we got uh, six inches. Tuesday, and we're going to get another six inches tomorrow. And that's all we've gotten all year.
0: I can't say the fact that I have not used my snowblower this year has upset me. It has not upset me at all.
1: No. I I could care. I've used mine twice, so it'll be three times tomorrow. Oh, well. I remember Hmm. when we were measuring whether or not the roof had fallen, so I'll, I'll take I'll take what we're getting. That's
0: an improvement. Oh. Yeah, this is an improvement from that.
1: Oh, remember? No. Did you guys get that that year? Uh, I, I um, remember several had- of those years. Yeah, we've had yeah. we've had a couple yeah. along
0: the way where you're like, okay, how's the roof? I mean, for most part, mine's always been fine, but
1: we were measuring mm-hmm. the roof at the shop to see if it was coming down. or not. I mean, people's roofs were collapsing everywhere, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden people want roof rakes, you know. It's like okay, that's not yeah. I had a guy who wanted a hundred thousand dollars to